The Cat and Cloud Coffee Podcast is brought to you by Wilbur Curtis. Wilbur Curtis gives you some of the best batch brewers around. They're so consistent. They're insane. You can program them. Your coffee's going to taste better than it ever has. And if you don't want to deal with that, guess what? It comes pre-programmed, so don't even worry about it. Also, this family-owned company has gone full solar, full green, full awesome. You know what that means? That means the sun comes down. They get the power. The power powers the plant where they create the brewers, and those brewers come out to us ready to go. Have you ever heard of a seraphim? Not just an angel, folks. No, folks. That is a tasty, tasty brewer for by-the-cup coffee. Even the coffee nerds can get a nice little shower head, program that thing. You heard of the clover? This is the new new. Seraphim, angel, ring down, happy coffee. Everything is coming together for you. If you hit up Wilbur Curtis and my friend Brent Curtis, who I've seen, who has kids, have seen. Of course, I've seen him. He's a great guy. He helps us out all the time takes his kids to Disneyland we have the best time as well this family-owned company treats people right they do a great job they're becoming the premier place to get your coffee equipment for batch brewing do it to it and if you need a water boiler guess what they have that too okay bye-bye how you going let's start testing our microphones uh, I'm, I'm Jared Always in Melbourne. It's the time of my life. In Melbourne. And I never felt this way before. I swear. I swear. I swear. And I. Well, that was well, good. That was I bad. didn't even peak the meters. Did I need to peak the meters? Are we recording? Yeah. Cat yeah. and Cloud Podcast, motherfucker. That's the one. That definitely peaked the meters. Yeah, I peaked it. All right. You're Welcome peaked. to the Cat and Cloud Podcast. Hello. Chris and Jared. We're here. We're ready. Back from Australia, a.k.a. Straya. 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 We were in Straya. Had Brecky and Melbs a couple times. We had it. We were we were going. We had a crack. Cracked on down to the pub. It's brilliant. Yeah, it br- <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm not very sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> they loved it there. Culturally insensitive. Uh, Australians are sweet. Best people out there. Way cooler than Americans. Way cooler That's than Americans. That's for sure. We're back on uh, American time as well, which is nice. So I'm I'm sleeping again. American time. Positive <laughs> message. What time is it? 5.30 American, American time. We're PDT'd up over here it's on like the old uh, West Coast. New York, California. It's all the same. We dude. were there. We were so close to Margie's River. Where the oh, you're pop. late, are you? Well, I didn't know you were running on American time. <laughs> <laughs> so for you all who are in California and want to know how it looks to go to Australia or Australia, you fly in, and it is approximately six hours ahead of us and a day also ahead of us. No, no, six hours behind us. We're six, six hours, hours behind on the other day. Six hours behind, but tomorrow. Does that make sense? So you call it what's – right now we're recording a podcast <laughs> at 10.25 in the morning, which means that's what? On Friday. On Friday, which means it is 6.25 a.m. in the morning on Saturday there they're in the future so they're in the future right now i'm actually could if i was flying uh, we flew back in time we left at 10 30 in the morning and we got back at 9 30 in the morning on the same day so that's efficiency if you ever heard of it it's pretty hot yeah i mean we actually that's a that's like a negative 100 percent win uh it was crazy we had the best time i think australia is now officially at the top of my list of places to visit I'm going to go back, even though I was like tripping balls on sitting in a plane for 14 hours flying across the whatever. Pacific. Pacific Ocean. 
Yeah. But La Marzocco, you really hosted us, right? It was cool. La Marzocco is amazing. So we went down there to talk and speak at Out of the Box. Yep. Which Out of the Box is La Marzocco's own little mini trade show. They have some products. They have some speakers. Really good customer engagement. It's awesome. So we talked about the future of coffee. It was their 90th anniversary. Or this whole year is basically their 90th anniversary. Yeah. So we talked about what's coffee going to look like in 90 years. Yeah. So we got to get really crazy. When we're ethereal. all dead and our yeah. children are dead and everyone's dead. We got to speculate. Some of the things that we did talk about was... The ability for us to have a higher quality of coffee worldwide because we suggested that uh, farming practices and technology would allow us to grow coffee in a, a simulated atmosphere, the same of which would be, you know, somewhere or whatever, 2000 meters above sea level in Ethiopia. We could we could essentially get to the technological advance, technological, the advances would come. And we'd be able to do such things in huge warehouses that would just be like sky rises of coffee. So that was one of the things we suggested. That was kind of fun. That's <laughs> definitely going to happen. That will happen. In the next five years. We'd be stupid to not do that. We're already working on it with normal food. Normal food? <laughs> <laughs> so let's try real coffee. We're going to be growing burgers in there. My favorite part was the panel. After we were done, we got on a panel, which did a lot of little Q&A things. So La Marzocca had a survey that they sent out to their customers and attendees ahead of time. And the survey was pretty cool. And it asked, you know, which espresso machines do they like the best? What features do they want to see on what espresso machines? Basically just kind of like touching base with the consumer. Um, some of the questions were like, what is the acceptable range of variants for shot output volume? Right. So you get a cool little pie chart that's like most people are saying, you know, one to two grams. Some people are saying plus or minus five grams is acceptable range. Just kind of like weird questions that probe the mind. Yeah. They were just trying to get a discussion going. Uh, and and it kind of it did work pretty well. Uh, one of the biggest things they talked about was water. And that was kind of an exciting thing to hear about, even though we don't have official information Um La Marzocco's got a pretty amazing study going on in Florence, we have Milan. So, yeah, we have some official information. Yes. So Enrico, who is like the tech wizard over there in Italy for LM Italy. Yeah. And he might live in Milan, even though he works out of Florence, or maybe he's in Florence proper. Yeah. Anyway, really awesome guy. Did this whole thing about water. And he was kind of talking about the reference compounds within water. And they're doing a study... It's basically isolating certain compounds in water and how those relate to interacting with coffee and what flavors they pull out of coffee. So mm -hmm. if you have like a brew or a water and let's say it's X mini part per million or 1.2 TDS, he's saying that it's cool. You know how many parts per million it is, but like what are those parts made up of? Yeah. So we all know that they can be made up of different minerals and different compounds but they're looking at isolating which compounds contribute to bitterness, which compounds contribute to acidity, which compounds contribute to aroma and sweetness Yeah, in hopes of being able to create some sort of water cocktail that is best suited for each person's like individual shop. And so what they want out of their coffee. Right. So yeah. he was talking about, since he's Italian, he's basically got this, you know, he can take much more bitterness on his palate. Right. Let's say someone from the U.S. can because a lot of the things they have are bitter. They got the bitter liqueurs and all that kind of stuff. So he's got an infinite capacity for bitterness. He wants his coffee to be more bitter. So I asked him about this. I'm like, 
You said you like coffees that are more bitter. So what kind of coffees do you drink? Because I'm thinking bitter coffee. I'm thinking Mega over deep, roasted, right. deep, like classic Italian beverages. Like what are some of the companies you like that do traditional Italian espresso? And he's like, oh, no, no, no. It's not even like that. I like the same style of coffees that you do. Like he's talking about like high end specialty third wave, you know, yeah. he named medi- dropped all the names, medium to light roasted coffees, companies that we'd all be familiar with. But like when he's mixing his water cocktail or when he's extracting that coffee, he wants it to be more bitter. Than yeah. Like, Cause I say someone like you or myself right. would like, so there's regional differences. Yeah. I mean, one of my favorite things that he did and he, he kind of just, he poked a hole in the idea of people utilizing the TDS meter specifically to gauge flavor. And the TDS meter is majorly important as a tool, but what he was getting at is based on the, the makeup of the compounds of that water, you could have the same TDS for a coffee that tastes very light in sweetness and very high in bitterness and acidity somewhere. And then somewhere else with a different water makeup, the coffee could taste insanely sweet with almost no bitterness, all based on the chemical makeup of the water itself. And so he was, while we obviously, the TDS meter is good for somebody who is consistently using the exact same water. His argument was that your water is almost never consistent. Therefore, the TDS meter, unfortunately, at this point is hard, a little bit hard up with the ability yeah, Chris has got a little diagram right here. He's pulling up to kind of reference this even more. Well, I just took some pictures of his uh, presentation. It was I, really good. Yeah, it was the best thing I saw there. It was. It was very, very interesting. By the way, just to set the set the stage, um, well, two parts. You can go look at Chris's YouTube video. He's got a channel, but uh, Chanel. He did a. He did a. Not in my espresso. <laughs> no channels in his espresso. But he did a video of the first a uh, part one video of I guess our first couple days there. You can go see the the out of the box with this awesome convent or it used to be a convent. And so this really cool old building and it was great old school architecture with there was like animals and like a crazy like honor bar vegan place. It was like a really interesting, weird place. Honor bar. Honor bar. Yeah. You could pay whatever you felt like you it deserved. Which Wait, is, what? Yeah. On the other that weird other restaurants. There's two restaurants. We went to one and visited some awesome fans slash now friends and had a nice chartreuse before we talked. I missed the honor bar altogether. But there so there was through no by the bathrooms where we walked to. If you walk through a whole other door, there's a whole other restaurant out there. And it's vegan with all stuff grown on and around that convent. And you eat and then you pay whatever you felt like it was worth. Well, since it's vegan, it's probably worth nothing. <laughs> the caloric intake is, Chris, am I right? It's worth zero. It was high lentil. High lentil. L- lots of lentils. But yeah, water. In anyway, back to water. He, he blew it out. But, you know, he makes the case that the, the water that you want to drink is not the same as the water that you want to use for espresso, which is also not necessarily the same water that you your machine wants. It was gnarly. It's like complexity. Yeah. But I, I really like how he ended it, which was like this Albert Einstein quote, which was, and here we are again with the more we learn, the more we realize we don't know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and that's where we were at at the end. It was like, well, I've presented you a bunch of problems without solutions for the most part. The good news is, is that he does have, there is a paper concluding exactly what needs to be done in the chemical makeup. That is in process. So they sponsored a research project at a university. 
for a student there, someone who's doing like a big old thing. Yeah. And they can't release any of the information until the study's over because he's using it for this big thesis. So mm-hmm. a lot of it's under wraps for like maybe a year or so. Yeah. The cool news is that he does feel like they have some conclusive evidence on how to officially manipulate our water finally to specifically get the characteristics out of coffee that we all desire so then i think the the plan after that would be figuring out how to get all the uh water system companies to be able to implement these compounds into our water and the correct ratios but there are some ratios or some compounds that he spoke specifically to that chris you're pulling them up you should just read them and, and tell the people what they specifically um, effect just for the sake of any coffee nerds or super nerds and scientists out there listening. Right. So if you want to go deeper on this, you'll have to talk to Enrico. So I don't want to butcher his talk, but I have this page of reference compounds, some of which I can't pronounce and what they kind of lead to more of in the cup. So caffeine and trigonoline. That's probably it. Are kind of directly like increased levels of those result in more bitterness in coffee mm-hmm. um caffeic acid and nicotonic acid contribute to a coffee's overall acidity um melanodonin melodonine i don't know what melanin? i don't know what that word is it's m-e-l-a-n-o-i-d-i-n-e melanide melanide yeah sick totally um contributes to increased aroma in coffee and pectin contributes directly to sweetness so if you have a water cocktail that you mixed up where your parts per million are made up more of pectin than they are of trigonoline you're going to have a more sweet coffee and it's going to be less bitter if you want to increase the bitterness of the coffee you maybe want to add more trigonoline so he's italian maybe he wants less overall pectin in his water cocktail and he gives a bunch of different examples of cocktails that have basically the same parts per million with different makeups and those are going to result in different flavors being accentuated in the espresso yeah there's there's also three so he put up this chart as well with like the numbers averaged out and he wouldn't share at this point what the specific compounds are but there are three different compounds he works with or the people on, on this study are working with and they all majorly like change the makeup of the coffee. And he also did one against pure H2O, pure water, like fully RO'd with nothing added to it. And there's some pretty ginormous differences. And that's where he kind of showed the, the difference between two of these compounds would come out with a very similar amount of overall compounds, but one would be far more bitter or far more caffeine uh, infused than others. So it's really, really interesting what these compounds will do to pull out pectins and shenanigans. Pectinanigans. So, so that's actually, that was one of the talks. Pretty pretty exciting to speak. And then it got me thinking of our own lectures that we're doing. And then I felt bad because I feel like I'm lying to people. I'm reading. <laughs> I changed I changed the title of my lecture. Okay. Good. So, okay. Good. <laughs> changed the title. It's different. But then I just read the description of my lecture on the SEA page. Too late. It's no, the title's changed, but it looks like it's all about roasting and it's definitely not. So the lecture is converting consumers to specialty, practical guide to capturing consumers and roasting to blow their minds. And it's basically broken up into three sections. Right. The reason I'm saying this is in case someone here listening comes and wants it to be all about roasting, it's not. Um, 
the first two sections are about how we can like things that motivate consumers to do what they do and why people have the coffee drinking habits that they do. Right. And how we can get physically more customers in the door, convert more customers from, let's say, a big box chain or, you know, drinking gas station coffee. And then the third part is going to be practical application in roasting. But I just I wrote this description a long time ago and it's kind of morphed since then. So, yeah. If you come in and find me a liar, I'm sorry, but you should still definitely come because it's going to be awesome. With that said, here's kind of the updates on how our lectures are going. So that lecture, my lecture, will be Saturday, April 22nd, starting at 10.30. So it's 10.30 to 11.45 a.m. Um, at That's, SCA, yep. lecture room TCC Tahoma 1. If you want oh, to come, TCC Tahoma One. You want to come check it out, TCC Tahoma One. So Just that's memorize that. Okay. Saturday at ten thirty. Man, I wonder right. which Tahoma I'm in. Show notes. I can tell you exactly which Let's Tahoma you're in. We'll it. put these both in the in the notes here, just in case. Probably on the website too. Um, Jared's lecture is going to be Friday the twenty first. His is at nine a.m. to ten fifteen. Fresh to death. And Jared, you are in TCC Tahoma Three. Oh, I'm at Tahoma Three, sort Tahoma of guy. Three. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell's Tahoma mean? I think that's just the name of the room or the name of the. How do you spell Tahoma? Oh, T. It's like Tahoma yeah, without, without a, with an H instead of without, a C. Yeah, that makes sense. Tahoma, dude. Yeah, my my lecture has been it's been really fun to make. It's been really challenging just because just because it's uh, I it's not specific to coffee, and so I I really am passionate about this stuff. I'm I'm interested to see what people will think about it. Uh, I know that. Our staff is all about what I, I'm about to speak with everybody on at SCA about, but I'm, I'm wondering what like the general feedback is going to be. You guys will all have the opportunity to give feedback on our lectures as well. Totally upfront with you guys. I'm not used to speaking with people just listening and staring at me, so it's going to be really weird. I'm going to try to make it so slightly if you, interactive. Come in, close your eyes <laughs> so that you don't have to If you look come at in, him. take off all of your clothes don't and just sit there me. so it can make it feel less nor weird. No, it'll be it'll be fun. I'm excited to have people come in there. I just what's your lecture title? It is called uh, "Authenticity Cells: Creating and Sustaining an Engaging Culture." I have a snippet of your description right here. Are yeah, what in, did they put up as my description? Are you in love with coffee? Want to start a coffee company or have a company? Do you find yourself being lost in specialty coffee from time to time? Oh wow! Have you found yourself falling out of love with the coffee retail scene? This has changed don't so know much. Why? Yeah, no, that's I had a panic attack when I read mine. I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, well. Well, it's fine. It's going to be great. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> wait, wait, this is slightly funny because we've been in contact with these people so much. They know how we've edited it, yet they didn't ask for like a redescription. Well, no, they I mean, these are from the first things that we submitted. Yeah. So like when we submitted the proposal for the lecture, there's like the title of the lecture. Was that and like, like May? That was forever ago. Yeah. It was like six months ago, I feel like more because we've been open almost that long yes it was like months oh, before, it was before we, we open. opened yeah okay so i mean we can we can ask for a correction Although Too late i did now. ask for one correction and they can't correct it in print because it's already printed so oh well you know what everybody anyway curveball can you guys adapt Jared, i can maybe you've been trying to be something you're not maybe your business moved so quickly you forgot why you started it and are just getting by <laughs> Is that what that <laughs> says? It's amazing. It's pretty rad, dude. It's super sick. I guess there will be references to all of that because there's a portion for like self-awareness and like and speaking to what motivates you and energizes you. Um, 
But I think it's going to be a little bit more holistic for an entire staff from the point of being maybe a leader or or jumping into your motivations in becoming a leader or even if you're a good fit at your own company. Um, and then some clarity around what your motivations are via personal or company wide and how to build those things and sustain them. That's interesting to, <laughs> I haven't read that. So as, you know, as narcissistic as I want to be and say, come to our lectures, there's actually a lot of good lectures going on all weekend. So if you go to coffeeexpo.org slash lectures dash offerings, you can find all the lecture offerings there. That'll be fun. It'll be, it'll be mega chill. So no big I'll be deal. drinking a cocktail at 8 a.m. just to get ready. I'll be ripped in the morning, yeah, dude. Do you guys like to party? Mimosa? Do you drink mimosa? Maybe I'll have a nice mimosa on stage. We have a lighter schedule this year, too, booth-wise, which is nice because we actually thought there was more lecture happening. So on Friday, starting at 1 till 2.30, we're going to be at the San Franciscan Roaster Company booth. That'll be fun. We're going to be making espresso, shredding the NAR super hard. We're going to have Alex and Grace with us who are magical employees. Alex mm -hmm. is like a tech wizard and Grace is a human wizard. Yeah. Wizard with the humans. Yeah. She's definitely got the nicest person on earth award. Pretty much winner of all life. <laughs> award, <laughs> Life winning award. You won life. Yeah. Congratulations. Everybody's jealous of Grace because she's so awesome. You did it. Yeah. World's best coffee. World's best human. You made it. You did it. Um, and then Thursday, before the show starts, I'm doing a little espresso fundamentals and Q&A at the La Marzocco Cafe from 4 to 5 p.m. And this is just kind of like basic espresso, myth-busting, how to get the most out of your home machine, kind of really geared towards the beginner and or home consumer. And that's a freebie. That'll be fun. Go to the KEXP building. Come on Experience by. Experience that. Building's beautiful. Play with the Linea Mini. You exactly. Might as well. Experience that La Marzocco magic. Buy a couple. Have a, have yourself a Tim Wendell bow shot of espresso. Tim Wendell Spro, dude. Oh, you can have a Wendell Spro. Tim Wendell bro. I wonder if he'll he'll be there. Dude, he better be there. He'll be making he better be sitting behind the fucking bar like the whole time. Yeah, just hanging he out. He better be making espresso the whole time. Ooh, that'd be sick. Looking all like Tim Wendell bow does, dude. Just tall. Looking slick. T and handsome. T <laughs> <laughs> Tim, that's T and H. How'd you get so handsome? You get tall and handsome? That's that's what I want to know. I want to know a lot of things. But I'm, I'm excited about I'm excited about Expo. I'm excited about speaking. I'm excited about seeing some new products. I think the new products this mm -hmm. year are going to be... Those will be fun. Kind of out of control. Technology's starting to come into play a lot more. Technology's coming in hot. I really want to use that puck press yeah. a little bit more. Seen it around. I want to play with it. I want to play with the puck press too, dude. Taste some coffee off of it. Some of the new gizmos that are coming out for like the EK43, like the stuff that Titus made, like you can lock a port filter into it. It's like, oh, really? Oh, really? That's neat. I want to come visit all the buds too. I'm really excited for Grace and Alex to be able to start sharing with our staff what is this specialty coffee event. In my experience in the past, it's one of those things where Chris and I would go and we'd come back and we'd tell everybody about it, but we're going to, you know, it's, it's different this year. We're bringing people who are fresh, 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 and they're going to get to experience all that our world global coffee association has to offer. And I think it's going to be really interesting for them. They're going to get their minds blown. Remember the first time you went to expo and how, I mean, at that time in my life, I had never been in a, in an, a convention center. So it was so huge. I was like, what? I remember 
So the first kind of expo I went to was Charlotte, and mm. I don't remember too much of that one. And then Long Beach for me. Long Beach. That was so such a big. It was you know it's like so long that event center. I don't remember the expo there at all. You have to like walk up the stairs, and then you walk in and you walk down the stairs. We I were remember, in it again. For, I remember uh, that, but I don't remember like the expo part of it. All I remember from that year we was were competing barista competition. Yeah, and like the score sheet scandal. Oh yeah, I don't barely remember the score sheet scandal. The score sheet scandal basically went like this. So back then you'd have a group of judges and those judges would judge six competitors in a row. Right. And then the pool of judges would switch out and then the second pool of judges would judge another six and there's a third pool of judges that would judge another six. So gnarly. So round one happened and then round two happened and then when they called or started calling like the final six for the finals called a name called another name called another name and basically there were a bunch of people in the finals that no one had ever heard of or like expected to be there not (laughs) that you can't come in as a new barista and make it to the finals but it was just more odd back then yeah there was like a pretty big discrepancy back then yeah it was bigger from the people who were like really doing it proper and the people who are just new to this now there's like a lot of people on a high level this is different and it was just like kind of interesting and everyone's like, what the heck? And there were a lot of names that people expected to be in the finals. They were like just absent. So everybody goes back and looks at the score sheets. And I th- it's like four or five of those competitors were from the same like judges flight. Huh. And those, the scores within that flight were just higher than all of the other flights by quite a large margin so the calibration for that set of judges was just way up so you got all these people that are like oh cool i'm I'm in the finals like scored 30 points higher i don't know how that happened jeez and i don't think anybody like talked about it too much then because it's a little weird like you don't want to be insensitive to someone who did make it to the finals and yeah. you can't really be you can't really say like you only made it to the finals because your score your judges were calibrated higher than everybody right. else's judges cuz that's super fucked up like that's interesting you know you got to be happy for the people that made it to the finals it's like you can't be like you didn't earn it so it was kind of like this backroom grumblings like undercover whisperings that were happening <laughs> that's but funny but it was a cool it was a cool thing that happened because it just proved it showed the need for like a better system for rotating judges out and it right. showed the need for better calibration. And like, okay, maybe we can't switch out the entire panel. Maybe we need to keep a head judge on or rotate out two judges at a time. And then I'm not sure exactly how they're doing it now, but they started to make some changes then that lasted for a while. And That's it, funny. It was good. Yeah, I wasn't on the floor then. I, Colby and Ryan were on the floor at Expo. They were going around and meeting everybody. And that was their job, like, they're like, this is the this is the year we're connecting because we're gonna open Verve. It was right before we were gonna open Verve, and Sean and I were competing. I competed, I think, under. I wonder if we both competed under Mono still. That was the one year we competed under Mono Coffee. Mono Coffee. Yeah, so weird. If you guys don't know, Verve was almost Mono. M A N O. I have a sticker somewhere still, oh, like man. with the li- like Statue of yeah. Liberty thing or yeah. whatever, and it says Mono Coffee, Santa Cruz, California. So weird. Pretty hot. Yeah, that would not have gone over as well, but uh. 
that was that was a really intimidating year because you just walk into this huge room that so that remember the expo floor like came all the way up to the barista competitor area and it was just kind of like blocked off with those standing walls there was like i remember going down and seeing eaton suno and the coffee what was that company called in la the groundwork groundwork yeah they yeah. had a, a booth with like a swift it was the first time i saw a swift and then uh that water company that used to be hot all the time was in the mix and they were just coming around mixing water. Circla? Yeah, it was Circla back then. Is it Circla back then? Or wait, is it Circla now? It? No, it was, there was another one. I, yeah, maybe it was Circla. It's been so long now. I've it's been like so many water sponsors. That was been 10 years ago. 10 dude. years. Weird. That's We're so early. old. I remember Jay Carragay pouring one out for the homies. Poured one out for the <laughs> homies. But also, like when he actually started. <laughs> So he did the gin and juice thing because we were in Long Beach. But his first song was Enter Sandman by Metallica. (laughs) And he like runs out from behind like the competition stage and like runs down across the crowd, like throwing his hands in the air, like just getting people amped. And I'm like, I don't know what this is, but (laughs) I like it. I'm fucking amped. (laughs) This guy got me excited. <laughs> like this guy's out of his mind, dude. That was the year the girl tried to do the sorority thing, thing oh too. Remember? Oh my gosh! Girl wow. Tried to do like a sorority coffee professional delivery that, thing. That was intense. Okay. She made so people wear beer hats. Picture this. <laughs> was so I'm not gonna say her name, but a woman who's a barista comes out to compete in like bikini. Basically a bikini, like the shortest short skirt ever, like really deeply cropped top. Was and it a crop top or was it full on bikini top? I can't remember. Been, I don't know. I feel like it I was a the really skirt was short. short top. Yeah. But this was big controversy. And her whole theme was like a frat style theme. So while she was making her espresso, it was, she was like dancing around and swaying the hips. She's and using stuff a Valley like Girl that. accent too. She was fully acting. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. And like, you guys are going to have the best time. <laughs> <laughs> and for her signature drink, she put beer hats, like the like a construction hat with two like cups on either side with the straw down yeah. there, like the solo cup. All the judges wore the beer hats, and she made whatever signature drink it was and like poured it. And we all had to chant chug. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> they had signs, and every, she's like chug, 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 and the whole crowd's like chug, and like. <laughs> At the time, I didn't know like what was happening, so I had kind of been working at Ritual for like a year or so, and was just kind of getting into that culture. But I'm from the Central Valley, and I was like, I thought she's going up on stage and like owning this idea. So that got me excited. I'm like, okay, this woman is like fully theater. She's fully owning this. Yeah, yeah it's full blown theater, and I love it because yeah. it's something that's different i've never seen anything like right. this before it's definitely not boring and i wasn't like super aware of like whatever social issues were happening because that's just not i'm like i'm like a skateboarder and that's all i was like caring about i'm like i just want to skateboard and make right. coffee like i don't know what else is going on in the world and then people were like pissed yeah they're like this is not cool like, for specialty coffee. this is like super offensive and crazy and i'm like oh, okay i see where they're coming right. from and then it turned into this whole thing and i was like wow but it was just amazing to watch because I've never seen anything else like it. No, I've never seen it. I mean, like that you either. would basically be ostracized from the specialty coffee community. I feel like if you did something like that now, you'd be like, you can't come here, dude. Like, that would be so It was intense. Yeah. And there were yeah. people like different people were claiming like, oh, this person's loving what I'm doing. And then people like, I never said that I supported that person at all. Oh, like, man. It was a huge to do. Yeah, that was but a also, very like, funny. But also really year. cool to see. Yeah, I mean, I, I admire anybody who's got the balls to just go for it. 
Yeah, she was definitely going against. <laughs> Sorry the grain. if I said by the balls, you guys don't judge me. Well, I, I, just, I mean, it was definitely brave. Yeah, you know what I mean. It like, was, it was brave. definitely a thing to where I'm gonna stand out. It might be weird. People might absolutely hate it, and they totally did. Mm-hmm. But then other people thought it was hilarious. But that's fine. Yeah, you know, and it's just that I don't know, just whatever you call that gumption, full gumption, full gumption, forced gumption. Yeah, things were weird back in the day. Yeah, now the the more I up, think about it. I'm the CEO of this company that's Chief Espresso Officer. Shout out to the new bomb, dude. <laughs> Andy was the Chief Espresso Officer, dude. <laughs> and then Eaton also said that that year. And then Tony was like, I want to be that too. And yeah, everybody yeah, was yeah, like, CEO, that sounds professional. Heather Perry won that year. And it was a really big year because that was the second time she had won. So she'd won like one of the original comps. Like it was maybe as far back as like 2003 or four. Yeah. Somewhere. Maybe four. I don't remember. Like USBC. Finn was four, huh? Way back in the day. And which that, if you can find it again, she's wearing her like cowboy hat and like six shooter Mm -hmm. on her side. That's the old one. Classic. So then 2007, this was, she's like on Epic comeback tour and, I think at the time she was the only person to ever win the USBC twice. Yeah. And I thought it was like the most badass thing ever because she had been in this place where like, I'm the freaking champ. And then like tapered off for a bit and then came back with just like full frontal force. Just like, you just can't fuck with me, dude. And she <laughs> just iced it out. And she was like way better than everybody else. Yeah. there. I was like, okay, yeah, you, you were in this one for sure. Like, I don't think that she was in that group of like, elevated scores she still won she was still just like crushing in the game yeah which was yeah her, her turns game, out she's good at coffee her game was on point yeah. yeah she's really good at competing too she's like one of the people i admire the most in competition and she's like i remember when i saw her next year she's like gets this bad rep because she wasn't talking to anybody on stage she's like i'm not here to make friends dude <laughs> i'm here to win and she's like everybody else is here to win too they're just not admitting it and i'm like that's fair you all that is true. I that is res- what a competition is about. I respect that. You don't get in the competition to just compete. Sometimes you do. And guess what? Like she does. Then they still do. Right. They're like her and Todd and the Todd's whole crew at Clatch. And then they just like breed more winners. There's like more winners happening. Ricky Bobby only breeds Ricky winners. Ricky Bobby, dude. dude. Shake and bake. Ricky Bobby. You're either first or you're last. <laughs> <laughs> Got to play to win. <laughs> Got to play to win. Man, let's go back to Long Beach, dude. Oh man, yeah. I can't the, wait. The, the yeah, the level is completely. Everything's different now than it was then. But I, I guess that's good because we can take the specialty coffee industry a little more seriously than we did then. However, I am an advocate of making it fun and interesting again for all people in some way, shape, or form. And I think you know, we talked a little bit about the World Arrow Press Championship and some of those other things that are kind of making it a little more fun while there's competition going on too. So. It's nice now because there's different avenues to right. have fun. Like back then, that was really that was the, it. That was the only avenue you had to express yourself as a barista. You were either latte art competition or the barista competition circuit, right. and that's it. And now there's just so much more media. There's so much more information sharing. There's so many more like videos, podcasts, like more connectivity throughout the barista culture, which there wasn't back in the day. It's true. Unless you were on like the BGA forum or like the coffeed forum right. or something Which like was that. invite only. And now it's just blown wide open. So I think it's good. It's, yeah. We always blow it wide open, Just blowing it wide open. Uh, and also, we will be having our podcast gear. So it'll be kind of cool. We're going to try to connect to some people and do some fun podcasts. So 
be aware we might try to snipe you for a hangout session. We might try to Netflix and chill <laughs> while we're out. <laughs> All of us at our Airbnb. We got an Airbnb. <laughs> Come on by for roasted marshmallows and a little Netflix and chill. Toasted fun. Oh. I think that one's weird. Oh, is it the one? Yeah, that's the I'm one. I'm going to break Chris's counter. I like got a I weird always counter. <laughs> so anyways, that's, that's, uh, that's, that's our plan. Is that's, there anything else going on up there? I think we're going to... I'm excited to just take... Uh, Alex and Grace around the uh, the city on Wednesday and Thursday when we get into town. So keep your eyes peeled for us and give us high fives if you happen to see us and pull us aside and give us, you know, let's be friends. Give us a handshake. Give us a little handshake and a nod and be like, I know who you are and we know who you are and we'll <laughs> be friends for life. <laughs> are you my mother? Are you my mother? Uh, yeah, I don't know what else is going on. I, I feel like that's a... Until this presentation's over, it's going to be looming over my mind, but... We're moving really, really uh, quickly towards store number two, and I'm really amped on our team. And I just, you know, shout out to everybody who held it down when we were in Australia. How many uh, slides you got, dude? I think I have around 50 slides. I made a Venn diagram. Did you? Oh, yeah. That's cool, dude. The triple triple threat Venn diagram. Did you make a triple Lutz? I made a triple Lutz Venn diagram. So if you guys want to come see a Venn diagram... I know where you can find I actually them. have 61 slides. Good Lord. But... That's a lot of slides. Spoiler alert, some of those might not be in there just because of... Oh, no. No, oh, yes, Chris. I actually have 60 slides. Oh. That's Chris too many, too. Hey, Baca. I have too many slides. Waka Baca Flame. Yeah, we have a lot. It's, it's easy to get crazy. But well, I am excited about this presentation because I think it's going to coincide with a lot of things that we already teach at our company. So I think it's going to be really cool into, um, for our leadership courses. If you could take home one piece of technology from Expo, if you could automate one thing in the cafe, what would it be? Automate. Like if I there was a automate. thing. Automate. Automate. No, I would. There, it probably would have something to do with. We have some pretty well done automated things. I think I would like to be able to calibrate my EK grinder a little more on the fly, or have a wider range of adjustments so that I could pull EK shots of espresso. Because right now everything else we have is pretty fast and automated. Hmm. I mean, right, other than right. that, it's like... So, like, maybe a little, instead of taking the set screw thing off, and then, like, maybe just a knob that you can like push in. Like a digital or something? You could chirp the burrs, like, right away? Yeah, you could, like, take it, yeah, like, a little more range. I don't know. I mean, other than that, like, those are the things off the top of my head. I put in with... Uh, in or maybe, actually, like, a worm, like a worm drive? Yeah. Like, instead of the, the wheel... Like you've got a worm drive mechanism that just kind of like turns a little more slowly. So you have more like infinite possibility. I think so. Something like that. Yeah, like a little other one. That'd be okay. kind of sick. And then I, it actually got put on, I believe, one of the um, La Marzocco feedback diagrams was I just uh, the ability to adjust more of the like an ease of use as far as programming their machines was one of the things and just yeah. being able to like get that done, like snap of the fingers instead of it being like a full button combination. They're toggle probably thing. going there anyway, they but will. they should have an app. Yeah, exactly. Like it should interface with your smartphone and you should be able to just like boop, type yeah. in temperature and type in all the whole thing. worst case. They should have a touch screen for that and just be able to be like boop, boop, boop and done. Yeah, like, that's the worst case scenario. Yeah. But yeah, the button toggling is a little tedious. Yeah. I those, do love you guys, but it's, 
I mean, everybody's played. Yeah. Nobody's got it dialed. That that's a good yet, customer so. feedback right there. Those are those are like the two things that I would like to be able to be able to curate. Because then you and I, right? I mean, what we do is we kind of curate the coffee experience to that level, and then we have our people deliver it. So we really quickly saw that milk thing. In, oh, I like the juggler. Um, good call. Melbourne at Mice, the Melbourne, Melbourne. International Coffee. I do like that. So there, they have a thing that basically dispenses steamed, textured milk. Wait, it's already steamed. Yeah, did you see this thing? No, I didn't see that. I was thinking the one that's that just dispenses the correct amount of milk if you based on your pushes on the thing. Yeah, that one's super sick. That's too. the juggler, right? So like that's that's made by six something. I don't know. Everybody in Australia seems to use those milk dispensers which it's something kind of like what gnb has but it's basically like a tap yeah you just put your pitcher under it and it like clicks like a porta filter would click into like a timed grinder and it dispenses how much milk you want mm-hmm. and you can double click it for more and set yeah. like multiple settings i think that's easier for them because it didn't seem like people are into the milk alternatives as much right as they are here in our market so we would need like four of those although having one for just whole milk would be great but there was a thing that had like some sort of twin screw design with a flash heater. It was like a huge crowd around it. And it dispenses textured milk. I wonder what that you set like the foam That's depth the one. and like you just fucking it Drop puts milk into your pitcher and then you just pour a latte with it. Well that's a thing. <laughs> yeah, <you're> telling me. <laughs> that's so <laughs> crazy. How does I didn't get work? a good look at it, but Tom Beaumont got a good look at it. He's all, looks good, man. Beaumont's the man. Or maybe he said, looks good, mate. Yeah, looks good, mate. Yeah, I believe in that. Good on you. But I yeah. Mean, we're going to see Tom and Tom. We are going to see Tom and Tom. And Marta. Marta, dude. And that's it, right? Is that the Shout three? Shout out to Milano, dude. Yeah, it felt really good. By the way, I just got to re-go back to this for a second. But just think for a second before he goes back about a machine that dispenses textured milk. Just think about it. That's how I wonder how long it would keep up in like a busy shift. It's I don't like know, so dude. much milk. <laughs> like it's like feeding this thing like <sighs> gallons and gallons of milk. Yeah, I wonder how big the tank is. Like like a fifty gallon tank of milk. I mean, but even if you like, like either that's way a real you slice day. it, like feeding it, yeah. Fif- feeding it fifty gallons is like infinitely easier than feeding a pitcher fifty, well, 50. gallons small amounts at a time and then putting it on a steam wand and then and then you see that thing where the steam wand arm like lowers down into the milk pitcher i saw that it's all it's all I'm like, okay you like put the pitcher on a stand and there's like a johnny like five. articulating steam arm and it just like <laughs> drops like into the perfect spot and starts steaming the milk i don't like, like that that's no. just dumb to me dude it's like a little unnecessary it's got like that unnecessary range of motion it's probably so you can put like a 300 ounce pitcher in there if you wanted to steam right. like a a gallon of milk at a time or something <laughs> for those latte artists <laughs> diss on you guys for wasting milk <laughs> i'm gonna pull just the right amount of texture off this anyway <laughs> that was fun for me i'm having a good you guys having a good time i'm having a great time <laughs> You guys, come, you guys come here often? What technology will we see next? Infrared. You saw the uh, Specht design, yeah, um, Casio, or like whatever, the Samsung watch thing in the tamper. Oh, gosh, you dude. Control so your cool tunes things. like on the fly. 
You know what we'll probably add is like some sort of supersonic like sifter to our portafilter. <laughs> supersonic <laughs> sifter. It'll like take like out the fines yeah, like right you're like before it in you there. brew it. Exactly. You like hit it and it'll be like right above it and you like push the button on the portafilter like and then like you just like tamp it and be done and like perfect every time. Back in the day. Um, Magnetized. Paolo who makes the coffee tool. Uh-huh. Jeffrey. Shout out to Jeffrey, dude. Jeffrey, Jeffrey Palo in San. He used to come into Ritual, and he dropped me off this little toy, which was a portafilter cleaner, and it was basically a rotating brush on a stand that stuck up. So you like knock your puck out, and then you push down on this brush, and it goes, and it cleaned out your portafilter, and you didn't need a rag. Well, that's I'd want one of those. It was super sick. And then I put it on the internet really quickly, and he's like, "Hey, could you like uh, take that off the internet? It's kind of like a prototype." And I was like, "Oh shit, sorry, so sorry." And then um. Uh, yeah, Jeffrey paid for me to go to Atlanta to the WBC that year, and I kind of worked at the Palo booth. And I don't think I ever gave him enough respect. I was kind of having some sort of existential life crisis at the time. So, Jeff, if I seemed weird, I'm sorry. I was just a stupid kid. You know what, though? That is probably something more than a lot of things that I would want in my cafe. It was super it was sick. It Can wasn't you imagine perfect, just but like it worked flipping it over good. like yeah. a golf ball cleaner. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. Yeah, dude. It like existed. It was just like a brush, and you're like, because I'm like, tired of like having to pull out and just like I'm use your finger. I'm tired of having to, <laughs> to use this towel. This hurts my feelings. Are you fed up with using a towel to dude, dry out your that, portafilter? I'd be like joy out there. Are you over getting that brown finger? Yeah, that towel in there. Your over, hands a little chafed because of that. Yeah. Putting your grimy fingers in the towel. I don't want to do that. Where do your fingers go? Everywhere. I'm okay. Trust me. Think of the proximity that your fingers have been to whatever part of your body. (laughs) Just today only. Just hot breath all over the place. (sighs) That's actually though. Let's get that. Like, where's where can I just like knock out my puck? Keep the portafilter face down. Push it on top of something and just like dry clean. Holla back, young and whoop and then in you go and so i don't have to take that other step with like a double hand wiper roo well maybe at palo do they have those i don't know who it's, does have that let's fu- nope uh i don't see it is there Co- something coffee called tool.com so everybody knows palo they make you know they make the coffee tool right i think the term is going to be Chris. i don't see it automated portafilter cleaner.com maybe it never made it jeff bring it back dude Jeffrey somebody palo, bring it bring back, it back. Three ideas here all day. That one's actually the one I want. I feel bad kind of leaking that, but this was easily 11 years ago or yeah, something I mean, like that. Something's so. up if it's not out there. <laughs> I was like, I think there are some production problems or something. Automated portafilter cleaner. Dude, it was hot, dude. Because, I mean, you could just replace whatever. Okay. Ernex. I might still have a video. I don't like, want to rinse it with somewhere. water, you guys. It's funny because no. we were doing the video and like kind of making fun of it because it was just so awkward. But I'm like, yeah, it was awesome. Well, yeah, I mean, back then, though, everybody hated on everything new. Yeah, So that's true. just what you do. Definitely not the most open mind back then. Yeah, but now I'm like, can you see the benefit of, like, the speed of service and so on and so forth? So, yeah, I'm not seeing much of this. Who are we going to partner with to make this thing? Perger. Marshall. <laughs> Marshall Perger. He's he's beyond that. He's can like, we be the American? one system. Yeah, well... I've got an all-in-one system for you in America. That's not true. Matt, I didn't even get to see you, but apparently you were at Out of the Box somewhere. He was at Out of the Box? That's what I was told. Nah. I was. Somebody literally is all, yes, he's right over there and pointed to me when I was at 
pointed at him at a table behind us when I was just like, cool, I'm going to go say hi after I finish my sick steak du jour. I think that was actually Justin Timberlake. Well, obviously he would be there because he loves coffee and I love honey. <laughs> All right, you guys. Picking a portafilter. Anyway. Yeah, I'm not seeing anything about this. Okay. We figured out a new product line for next year. It's SCA 2018. We told all of you for free, and somebody yeah. with a manufacturing background is going to make it way before we do. Yeah, so can you at least just give us a shout-out or let us be the, post- the poster boys of your, boy. of your portafilterwiper.net? <laughs> Snatch up all the domains right now. Buy portafilterwiper.coffee. <laughs> portafilterwiper.net. SqueakyClean.com. That's probably gone. It's Chris and Jerry here from PortaFilterWiper.org here to help you continue your dreams as a coffee professional. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. Want to take it to the next level. PortaShiner. <laughs> PortaShiner. Can't wait. <laughs> Shine a filter. This <laughs> is the worst podcast. on. No, nah, I think this one's one of our best. It's actually pretty sick, dude. I like I like the rants. Do you guys like this? I like it. This is very fun for me. Yeah. So guess what? We're going to do more of those. It's 47. <laughs> <laughs> we have a hard life and this is an outlet. <sighs> 47 minutes in. Let's call this thing. We're going to call it, dude. Yeah, we're going to call it. I'm going to go. I'm going to go refine my presentation a little more i'm going to check in with the team and uh maybe uh change the title of your presentation maybe change the can't change the title but i i mean <laughs> the whole the whole presentation my, that's my biggest fear i'm like full-blown paranoid someone's going to come to the lecture and be like this is fucking too not late, what dude. you wanted dude it's this is late. like horrible you're ruining my life what is this thing sca.world i forget that i i just hearing my <laughs> hearing my sca.coffee oh man that's cool dude that's cool. Anyways, this was the Cat and Cloud Coffee Podcast. Was You're it, welcome. Was it really? Was it really? <laughs> was it really? Oh. Did you do it? Let's see. Are you in love with coffee? Are you in love with coffee? Do you <laughs> want to start a company? <laughs> or have a company? Do you want to have a company? Do you find yourself feeling lost? I'm lost. And especially coffee from time to time. <laughs> have you found yourself falling out of love with the coffee retail scene and don't know why? So much anger. Well, you know what? Baca says I got it. I just got to believe. believe. <laughs> there are many potential reasons. We can believe. Wait. We believe we can address some of these situations. Encourage you to take initiative and perhaps even give some solu- Perhaps give some <laughs> solutions well maybe tell you something you can use well that last part's true more unity no, i like the word perhaps like you, maybe, I know. maybe it'll work maybe it'll work maybe it won't <laughs> if it doesn't for you go fuck yourself no, because i'm in this to win i this. couldn't tell you if it's gonna work or not but i tell you i gotta believe oh man this is special. that's a tcc to home at 3 9 a.m friday morning jared truby gonna blow your freaking Mine. Who else is talking nine to ten? Who else is talking? I'll Andrea Andres. She's an assistant professor at the University of Puerto Rico. Moderated by Joe Ferguson. <clears throat> That's a good one. Hey, what? Ha- oh, I want to do that one. <laughs> Go scroll down a um, little bit. Which one? Hey, what happens if you push this button? Actual process by which ground coffee turns into liquid beverage. Okay. Yep. Who's doing that one? Greg Scase. Freaking living. Legend. The Scase Man. Y'all heard of the Scase device, dude? Y'all heard of Scase D? Oh, that's next. Temperature next. and pressure. See, I, if I wasn't going to Jerry's lecture, I would definitely go to that lecture. Chris doesn't even want to go to my lecture. I'm all, yeah, I'm just going to go to hang out with Greg. Uh, Molding your staff at All Star Baristas is also, I think, on this day, right? So that's is that Anna Friday? Gutierrez. She's a, she's a seasoned veteran. 
She's definitely got some stuff to say. This one has the best title ever. Pulp Fiction. Misconceptions about coffee fermentation. That's freaking brilliant. Oh, yeah, dude. I'm going to have probably the least amount of people in mind. That'll be chill. That'll no, make it easier. No, what if we show up and there's like five people? That'll be fine. That would be horrible. Nah, dude. Our business will be tight no matter how many, how little Specialty Coffee believes in us. <laughs> <laughs> because we treat people cool. What kind of incentives can we offer? Like free back rub if you come to the... I was going to... I don't have the time to put it together, but I was going to have a cool packet for everybody that comes, but... uh a whack it packet yeah but i think i have it have to do like a minimum of like 100 and i think i'm probably gonna get like 40 people tops so no, i think there's a chance for more people actually looking at the lectures i think it's gonna be good there's like a diverse it's group diverse. of people and if you think about the people that come to the expo it's such a wide range i of do humans. think that i am speaking about something that i haven't seen spoken about yet when i've looked through the lectures in the past i'm sure there's some sort of reference and partial to it but i think I don't think anybody spoke specifically to culture growth and building. So hopefully I can do a good job of that. I do love it. So worst case scenario, I'm talking about something I love and six people in the audience will get it. And the other 80 will be like, this guy's nuts. And that'll actually be cool too. That'll be cool. Yeah, I'm into that. I can't wait to have someone walk out of my lecture. Oh, for sure. They're going to walk out of mine. They're going to be like, <laughs> 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 did you say, did you say Disney Institute? What the, this is coffee. This is coffee. <laughs> no, I, no, dude, no. This is coffee. Do you have a small business? Do you want to thrive? Do you want to thrive? Do you want to survive or Come thrive? on by to TCC to home of one at 10. To home of three. Saturday. That's me. I'm to home of three on Friday. <laughs> We're over this thing. My, my, my Tahona. <laughs> my Tahoma.